Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and a place where we delve into all sorts of improv topics. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome to the show, he's an LCI regular, he is a member of the Oikers, he is the fabulous Stu Hughes. Now, when we recorded this, we did have some more tech gremlins in there and... The internet went down a few times during our Zoom chat. I've done my best to edit around that. And I have left in some of the chat that we had after we reconnected, uh, just to give you a sense of, of how the interview actually played out for us. And it doesn't really take away anything from the interview. And in some ways it adds to it, because you're hearing us deal with the thing that I'm sure so many of you have had to deal with over the last couple of years. And it is when the bandwidth decides it doesn't want to be shared among everybody in the house that you're in and someone has to suffer and it's more than likely going to be you during a very important zoom call or improv session and that's basically what happened to us Uh, so it happened a few times in the chat and we were able to laugh about it and move on so it wasn't too detrimental to the chat so that happens a few times uh, but i'm sure it will not ruin your experience in any way will love the chat that we had and this podcast is available on apple podcasts spotify iHeartRadio, stitcher and wherever else you get your podcasts we're even available on amazon podcasts which means you can ask alexa to play the show and if you are listening on apple podcasts or spotify please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to give us a boost and help get our name out there now it's time to go off script and find out Stu's true story about making stuff up And please welcome this week's guest. He is one of the funniest people I've encountered in improv. He is one of the nicest guys I've uh, I've ever encountered in life. And he doesn't know this, but he is the most suggested guest for this show. Please welcome Stu. Ah, Craig. Craig. (laughs) I give myself a round of applause. Thanks for that introduction, Ian. No, you're very welcome. It's all true. You are, in fact, the person that people say to me the most, oh, you should get Stuart. Oh, you should get Stuart. Have you had Stuart yet? You've not had Stuart. You should get Stuart. Bless, bless them. We have, <laughs> we have such, it's such a lovely community. <laughs> Honestly, improv, improv people are the best people. The best people or perhaps the nosiest. Maybe they're just interested. They want to know all about is, you. That is true. Improv people are so nosy. They are just <laughs> awful. <laughs> so speaking of improv people how did you become an improv person what led you to lci i uh, started improv because of confidence um so i get nervous standing in the queue to get coffee never mind standing right. in front of people so you know I'll, I'll stand in the queue for coffee and as i get gradually towards the front i'll forget what i'm ordering and so I'd think oh my god i'm gonna get this order wrong i'm gonna say caramelized frappuccino instead of iced tea latte or something mm-hmm. like that so and then adrenaline as well i get real have a problem with adrenaline so i start to get nervous uh, adrenaline starts running i start to get i start to shake uh, feel sick um which is fine when you're gonna play so i used to play a lot of sports so okay. it's fine when you're playing sports and you can channel that and run around like a like a madman you channel that into your yeah energy of the game but um when you're trying to um <laughs> look as though you know what you're doing and talking about in a social situation and your left leg is shaking it's not always a not always a great look <laughs> <laughs> So how long ago was it that you decided to give improv a go? Um, it was, I think, uh, it's about three three years. So I think it was about a year or a year and a half before the lockdown. That's okay. that's everyone's measure now, isn't it? The, yeah. The lockdown. How long ago? Um, yeah, so I've <clears throat> uh, always been interested in comedy. Um, and I, I was working for an ad agency as part of that, we had to do pitch work. So we'd have okay. to stand in front of five executives all with crossed arms, um, what just going to tell you that they want their logo bigger. And we were, <laughs> we were pitching ideas to them. 
and that got me out of my comfort zone. So I hated it, uh, but it got me out there. And because Ali, my wife, would tell you I would quite happily sit in my single room in front of my keyboard and just type <laughs> away and and not have so any social interaction with any strangers at all. Um, and then I went in house. One of the clients asked me to go in house, and you don't, you just don't do any pitches or anything like that. It's just you just get on with your work. So and I could just feel my life getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm. Um, and I thought I've, I've got to do something that's gonna get the blood running otherwise I'm just going to go into myself um so I I like comedy um <clears throat> I'd listened to a few podcasts and they talked about um improv and that it's for anyone I thought oh I like comedy let's see so I looked up um comedy improv in Chester and it just so happened happens that um the amazing Emma was running a, a day course in Chester I jumped on that uh, uh, Ali said I left the house and I was just <laughs> I was just white oh, as really? a sheet walking off 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 the drive and <laughs> and and to go to the to the to the pub where they were uh, running the course. No, but I had a great time. It was uh, it, you know what Emma's like. She just you just go in and it just puts you at ease and you just feel welcome. Yeah. Um, and then um, then Emma started running. Uh, uh, a drop-in night in Chester once a month, which you went to. I did, yeah. Uh, and then I, that wasn't enough. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not doing this once a month. I want to do it weekly. So I started to go over to Liverpool um, uh, once a week to the Pilgrim to do to do that. And um, it just went spiralled from, from there, fell deeply into the improv world. And it's interesting to hear what you're saying there about uh, sort of the anxiety and, and struggling in sort of social situations, because I think that's actually quite a common thing. I think it's a sort of, it's a struggle that most people go through. And there's a certain amount of bravado that certain people have about them that people think that they're super confident. But I think, I think everyone has a bit of that really. Because uh, I I know lots of people think I'm a very super confident person, but I'm not. It's all pretend. And I had the benefit of discovering acting at a very young age. And if I hadn't have discovered acting when I was super young and I hadn't have found a life of performing on stage in various different guises, I would be painfully shy. So there's a lot to be said for just performing in general the performing arts and getting out there and learning how to put yourself out there I, I, I absolutely agree with that and because it, it, it um it, so watching you and Seki in front of an audience is amazing because you have you just you hold it you can hold their attention and and you have both have very you know great careers charisma on there um but I know that I mean Seki's done um um, she's talked about uh, her nervousness and stage fright as well, and I would, I would never know that Seki got nervous before, <laughs> and I would never know that the hat got um, nervous before going onto stage. Um, but the more, as you as you say, you, you do improv, and I speak to more and more people who do improv for for confidence and to get over the yeah. nerves, and, and it does it does really help. It helps do improv if you're nervous. And there is a weird thing when it comes to performing because you're doing the performing thing and it's great. You've got the confidence to to get out there and, and, and not live this insular life. But then there's a different nervousness that comes because then there's the nervousness of, oh, I want to do well. I want to please the audience. I don't want to make a fool of myself. And that's like a whole different level then because um, as of recording this, we're two days um, after doing a gig with the Oikers, it was our first sort of proper Oikers only gig that we'd arranged and we were all very excited about it, but I think we were all pretty nervous about it going into it. And I don't know if you noticed, but for about the 30 minutes before the show started, I just sat on a step and barely spoke to anyone. I did notice that, but I thought you just, that's seeing getting into the zone. I, thought, I, didn't, I didn't think it was nervousness or anything. But yeah, when you say 
So I've got to a stage doing improv where going to a drop-in now is, I'm not, I'm, I'm fine going to a drop-in and you're improvising with other, other improvisers. But now we're performing and we're throwing an audience in there as well. Yeah. It's, a, it's suddenly, oh, <laughs> blimey, right? Um, there's an audience here. And, it, and it, it's a barrier between you your, and your ideas. So all I can see is a wall and the wall is the audience. And I can't yeah. get beyond that to the ideas and the fun that I want. So it's it's a whole new level of um, getting, getting, not getting caught up in your own mind and just having fun. So I'm hoping yeah. the more we do, the more I get in front of an audience, the more I perform, and then that's another level of nervousness and anxiousness, anxiousness that will go, fingers crossed. Yeah. I think as the Oikers, one thing that really helps us as well is that we take it in turns to run sessions. And I think like running a session is an extra level of something to get over. And that in itself builds confidence. Oh yeah, I've I've run a session. People have enjoyed it. They've learned something. I held it together. Yeah, absolutely. And it, 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 (laughs) there's so many levels to improv and working with people improv that, um, that just push you on a little bit every time. So as you say, um, just getting to a drop-in session and and doing that is great. And then running a session and then getting in front of an audience and then uh, possibly going on to teach improv yourself. So there's, it's just, it's a lovely way to, a lovely safe way to get over your nerves and, and, and get in front of people and not being a, a social recluse. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is a point, there's a switch. I know there's a switch in me and it could just be that I'm on a night out with friends and I'm going out dancing and there's a certain point, because I don't, I don't drink or, or, or smoke or do any drugs or anything like that, but when I'm in the zone, then lots of people assume I do because some people need to drink or whatever to get to that point. And for me, like finding that zone, it's like a switch goes off and I become this different person. And it comes out when I'm doing improv, it comes out when I was in a band and things, or it could just come out of them having a really good night out with friends. And the other night before our show, I was super nervous. And then all of a sudden, when the show started and I jumped out and I was like, hey, welcome to the show. I was like, oh, there's the switch. There's the moment. I'm a, I am this this version of me until this adrenaline high leaves. Yeah, yeah. You do, you do become a, a slightly different person. I don't know whether you're heightened or... And I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a nice person to be, just to have that because i'm so you're so not used to being confident you're so not used to standing in front of people and and talking and performing but when you do and you and you and you go in and you and you're that person it's it's a nice it's a nice place to be um and then when you're finished and it's a relief and there's a real sense of um accomplishment and i stood in front of people and made up a show that's amazing yeah, <laughs> for someone who who gets nervous ordering mcdonald's that's a quite a good thing to do and like the other night in our show you didn't just take part you know you hosted a game and then you hosted most of the jam as well that we did afterwards yeah and, and you and you you get to that point where in the it's like you say you're a different person you just suddenly all oh, right okay i I can do this and it's hard to let go of that person because I, I I I've spoken to San about this as well and San mentioned it after the gig is that we both said right San said I'm going to be up all night now because you're on such a high and and I was there till one o'clock in the morning watching um Star Wars because I have to do something otherwise <laughs> I just keep going over the uh uh, the show but um yeah you just can't come down but it's a lo- I, I don't mind that it's a lovely place to be just yeah. up high and and having that sense of accomplishment and some and being and have done something out of your comfort zone and survived it such a great feeling oh yeah it really is and 
I think I think it's important for people to know that that level of high exists organically. Like you don't need any kind of stimulant other than life. Like life can provide that stimulant. Yeah, yeah, I get the same. It's the same. So I run quite a bit, and when you do running and you've got your music on, and I don't know, Bon Jovi comes on or something, and you and you're running away. And you've got the adrenaline and all those drugs, all that nose and actual drugs going through you and, and you get goosebumps up your head and and it, it's just something physical and natural that you've done. It's the same, exactly the same high I get from improv. And you, you don't need alcohol. You don't need anything like that. It's, it's like having a cold shower and then you're out of the cold shower and you get that same tingly feeling um, and you don't need anything else. It's, uh, it's great. And I think you know, the people of improv as well. Like, it's just full of. We're, we're like drug addicts, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we come to improv. We bro, can't leave it. We can't just leave it. Oh my god! Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, the people of improv. There's just so many lovely people, and not even just the, those that we meet in the drop-ins. Those that come and watch it. You know, it's often full of people that have improvised or improvised for other troops and things and people want to come and support and just enjoy. And I've got a good friend. She came to the show the other night. She's one of my oldest friends. We've been friends for over 20 years and in normal life, she'll always scoff at my, my puns and like tell me to stop. And then one of the first things she said after the show was, Oh, when it's in a show, it's actually really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I always appreciate your puns. You know that. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's such a great. I don't. People just open up for it, don't they? When we're in the right environment, in the right circumstances, yeah. I get because I have friends who are. I went through school with, and our humor humor is such a big thing going through school, isn't it? Because that's yeah. how a lot of people protect themselves, mm-hmm. making other people laugh. And I think that's what we did through, and it was it's very sarcastic and very cutting because it's 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 liverpool uh or, or Wirral, uh you know merseyside we have a, a very sharp sense of humor mm-hmm. um and you know they can be quite cutting uh about what you do and it's they know me and it, it's you know you don't take yourself too seriously and it's it's all good fun but they're you know they're impressed that i I'm doing improv and they want to know about it. And yeah. you, know, it's, you know, good for you, Stu. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, what? You, <laughs> aren't you going to say, <laughs> aren't you going to bully me? No, no, no. It's it's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. People are very impressed. And you're very creative in other ways as well. Over the last couple of years, you've written some really, really good blogs, like really well written, really enjoyable, insightful, funny blogs. And you've done some really funny videos as well, like sort of sketch comedy, really. Yeah, I, I, uh, I've always been creative. I think our whole family is so and always looking for an outlet for that. And my background is um, content and writing. And <clears throat> I was a reporter on the World Globe for four years. And um, so and I was into P- uh, PR for quite a while as well. So uh, that's my background. So I've had lots of practice doing that. Um, and in terms of the sketches, it, again, improv has given me a, the confidence to put that sort of silly stuff together. And I absolutely love the, the process. So you're in the shower, in the car, and, and a spark of an idea gives you a smile. And then over the next couple of weeks you um play it out again in the shower or in the bedroom or you're walking around the house talking to yourself and then you write it down and then um and then you you, you film it and then in the edits and and it's great watching so that thing that was funny at the beginning isn't funny when you write it down it's a bit funny when you film it but then when you do the edit all right there's there's the funny so it changes as you uh under the circumstances and as you manipulate it and and some and some things and it'll change uh as you're filming you'll think of something and oh that'll be quite good i'll put that spot i've just lost you i I don't know if you can hear me i think you're back i think so yes you're back excellent you're back Oh, that's a shame because that was uh, that's a really good bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, it's like your conversation with Zeki the other 
was that that was the last uh, part, wasn't it? You, you recorded the whole thing and then had to re-record. Oh. Yeah, that was annoying. Um, so you were saying there about the, the, the writing process and seeing it all build. And I think one thing I struggled to get my head around a bit is because I'm toying with the idea of stand-up. And you should so do stand-up. But one thing I struggle with is what I love about improv is that plays into what my mind is. My mind is there's a thing, let's react to that thing. And then it's done. I don't, I don't think about it again. I've just reacted with a pun and it's done. Whereas any other sort of comedy, there's a process, right? I'm going to write this down and then I'm going to take this joke and I'm going to say this joke and I'm going to see if it works. And then if it works, I'm going to see if it works in this other place. And then, oh, if it worked there, it'll work everywhere. And then you're saying the same joke. And I, I can't quite get my head around the fact that I'm just saying the same joke. It, it, it seems like I'm cheating. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I get what you mean, yeah. But I think stand-up is so raw. Like, there's no, it's so unforgiving. Um, yeah. It's not an improv audience. They know you're making it up, yeah. and they they give you lots of um, they give you lots of rope and leeway. But stand up, I think, I think <laughs> you have permission to tell the same <laughs> joke <laughs> because. <laughs> And and it's it's still a process. It's still yeah. You have to think of the. It, it's just like a sketch, because you have to think of the idea. Um, you write it down. <clears throat> well, you'll think of the idea. You'll play around with your head. Maybe you'll write it down, or you'll get some set words that you you want to say, and it has to be the right audience. You need the you know the 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 right words in the right order, um, and it has to be said in the right way. Um, with the right intonation from yeah. yourself, and 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 then you have to see if you get a reaction from the audience, um, <clears throat> and you may not get a reaction from the audience, but you know there's something in there, so you have to swap it about. So I, I don't think I think it's a it is a it's a long process to get to that joke. So I think you have permission to use that yeah. joke for a while. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, especially you've got to, you have got to stand up in front of an audience and fail to know, yeah. to know whether it'll work or not. Yeah, that is true. And it takes, oh, yeah. I think an improv does teach you to fail. So you should uh, take that on board. <laughs> yeah. But I'm th- you'd be perfect for it. It'd be, I'd, I'd come and watch you. Really. Oh, thanks. That's okay. You'd have one person in the audience laughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Stu. He's, he's just ignore him. He laughs at everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, not that long ago, you hosted an in-person session that I went to, and it was really good, and it got a really good response. I wanted to speak to you about that. How did it feel going in to a session you were that you were running in person, full of really good improvisers? Like, how did you feel going into that? Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> because it was it, it, David who is, you know, amazing, <clears throat> uh, and Steve, um, who is amazing, um, and it was you uh, and Seki and and Duncan who I've heard a lot about. Um, so it, it you know it's people who've done things for a long long time. Uh, and I'm going in to say, let's do it my way. Let's yeah. do it this way. Um, but it, again, it's the improv community and they're so open to ideas and to what you're doing and and to supporting you. And it's always yes and. So um, there's always that in your back of your mind. So you're nervous, but you think it's, it's, it's an improv community. So it's how you know it can't go that wrong Stuart (laughs) unless unless you start shooting people I think it'll be all right so um um so once I got going yeah it was it was great and and um and I got to play my favorite warm-up game as well (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) which I'm very happy about and do you want to tell people about your favorite warm-up game yes I do I I I need to tell them where I got the warm-up game from, which was from 
I did a character. Um, it was an online um, course with Rebecca McMillan from um, the nursery in the May days. And the warm up is a uh, uh, hairy monster. So you um, have to act like a hairy monster uh, and do a little rhyme first. But it's about character and subversing the character. So the hairy monster has to, you have to tell people what the hairy monster is going to do that day. But the hairy monster is not going to do an evil hairy monster thing. They're going to do a, a lovely, nice thing like knitting socks for orphans or um, donating to charity. Um, and then it goes around and then we flip it to a fairy princess. I think you've lost me again, haven't you? Ian? I lost you, but you're back. It's fine. Uh, I think hey. we, we got enough. We got enough of that, I think, uh, for me to not have to edit too much. <laughs> this is going to be um, I, I'm not this is going to come out next Christmas, isn't it? It's going to take you that long to edit all the, all the uh, Internet breaks in it. Yeah, but, uh, potentially. It'll be a, a weekly series, maybe. I'll just bring it out in five-minute snippets. <laughs> snippets. <laughs> <laughs> and here's another five minutes from Stuart. <laughs> um, so what do your family think of you since you've discovered improv? Like, Have they seen the change in you? Do they love that you go out and, and do this thing that you enjoy so much? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Ali uh, is very, very surprised that I'm doing something like this. Um, but she can see that I, I love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I have uh, two little girls, uh, nine and one coming to 12, and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, that? I'm going out to Brimfrog. Uh, okay. Can I have some money? Um, <laughs> no, they're not like that. They're lovely. Uh, but... <laughs> They they don't they don't really care. But I think Ali's really proud, which makes me happy. Yeah. And do you joke about just generally in the house? Yeah, we have. The reason I married Ali is because she's beautiful and she's funny and fiercely intelligent and, and, and all that. But we, you know, if we're not laughing, then, you know, you know something's wrong. And the girls are, <laughs> the girls are, are brilliant and they're at such a great age it's a pleasure to sit down with them at dinner and they're, they're funny and we hear about the gossip from school um, and they come up with beautiful lines and um, and they're great dancers and they love musical theatre and I'm getting dragged along to musical theatre shows <laughs> and stuff like that and it's you know I'm, I'm very very lucky I'm a very lucky man I'm whistling through life basically because of my family <laughs> Well, that's nice to hear. I I enjoy like your Instagram and things where you're posting things with your family because it always looks like you're having a good time and that you're a really nice family. Yeah, we 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 are having a nice time. Yeah, it is. Um, they're a joy. It's good. It's good fun. Good fun. It's probably much like your house because you know, obviously, Seki and you, Seki on. <laughs> I just imagine you two at home, Seki on a ukulele, you singing away. It's you know, it's it's like a a musical every day. Yeah, it was like, does play a lot of ukulele. Uh, and I would say around the house, she sings a lot more than I do because I'm the sort of person that like, if I sing generally, I have to give it my all and it, it kind of drains me where Aseki just nicely sings about the house. But then sometimes if she's singing something, I'll just sit down and start harmonizing and we'll, we'll sing That's together. So um, or we'll just talk about improv, We, you know, because we love improv and we do improv a lot. So our life is is full of of improv conversations, talking about new games we want to try or classes that we've been to, or like now we've got Flinch of Funny Bone. We spend a lot of time sort of trying to break down sessions, and sometimes Seki will take the lead. Sometimes I'll take the lead. Like we've got a session coming up tomorrow, and I just woke up this morning and I was like, oh, I've got a good idea for some games. So I'm going to put the session together for tomorrow. And yeah, it's just great to have like such a like-minded person in the house. It just, there's never any tension. It's just, it's just blissful. Yeah, you must, I mean, it's such, to, to bounce off someone is such a, a joy and, and to know that they're interested in what you're doing and um, 
uh, like-minded is um, yeah we're very lucky yeah and second I have really got into board games like we've always been into board games and we've always enjoyed board games and you know I used to go to a lot of board game nights at a friend's house but now we've started hosting board game nights because we were like hold on well we both love board games this is something we can do together it's something we can do with friends and we we recently got a board game called Captain is Dead which is a cooperative board game and we can just play it the two of us like you don't need other people and we're just obsessed with it we're like yeah let's play that let's play that um so yeah it's it's great to, to often just be on the same page go to have an idea and then the other person's like oh, i just had exactly the same idea <laughs> well we nick that idea from you because i'd never heard of cooperative board games before. oh yeah so you know in a family you play monopoly and by the end everyone's fighting so we went out and got I, I, is it deserted island where the island's sinking oh that sounds good I'll, I'll, I, I can't remember off the top of my head once you've lost, <laughs> lost your game. Oh, shit. oh we're back we're back we're talking <laughs> about the island the island is the island island desert it's called deserted island and there's four of you playing and you're on an island and the island is sinking and you've all got to cooperate to get these um uh, uh gems or diamonds and then get off the island <clears throat> and uh we played on holiday it's fantastic but we got the idea from you guys because i ah, saw right. co cooperative <laughs> this this might avoid arguments on holiday <laughs> and it did it was great awesome well i highly recommend the captain is dead i, I shall pick it out i shall get it and there's another one that we got called betrayal at the house on the hill is that that looks scary that one Oh, it's not it's not really scary i mean it, it's got like bats and ghosts and things like that but it's not okay. actually scary but what happens is you're a group of people exploring a house so the you build the board as you explore and then these these sort of things happen in the game and then there's a point where something happens and, and a haunt starts and one of the people that was with everyone else has to then be the person against everyone else. Ooh, sounds good. So they go out and they've got a different set of instructions and, and they like, so they've got their own sort of end game, right? This is what they have to do. And then everyone else has to work together against that person. So it's, uh, it's interesting. Right. Okay. I'll look those both up. Um, yeah. So board games as well are good for improv because before I got into improv and I used to go to board game sessions, there were certain games, uh, like proper role play games. We used to play this one called um, Dragon Strike. And that meant that my friend that was hosting it, he had to do a lot of improv without even realizing he was, he was doing improv because he had to like make a little script and all that kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um, and then as the game played out, he'd have to make decisions based on based on what's happened. Uh, it's like Dungeons and Dragons style. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is improv in lots of areas of life, really. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Dungeons and Dragons a long time ago. We used to play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, what's the guy? There was a guy who, the Dungeon Master, or something, I can't remember. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. old. <laughs> but he, he had to... Um, you know, it was basically a script, wasn't it? They had to yeah. come up with. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was like it was amazing being in the play. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned about your your job and sort of having to come up with adverts and things like that. I have watched sort of lots of things like The Apprentice and things like that, and I see people put in a position when they're on the spot and they have got to come up with ideas. And I'm always like, well, that's rubbish. Why wouldn't they just do boom, 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 like say this, this, this? And to me those things seem obvious. And I think, I think all improvisers could probably be, be put in those situations in that business world and come up with really good ideas that the people that are just business minded and don't have the creative side, they actually struggle with. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, <clears throat> you could, um, I think there are places with, which run improv as, uh, you know, go into uh, ad agencies and corporate agencies to teach people how to be creative i think i'm sure emma does corporate stuff like that um but it, it basically when you get into a creative uh, team and you you throw ideas around it is 
it is improv. You're uh, coming up with ideas and from and making connections uh, between the idea and the audience you want to sell to or you want to um, get in front of. Um, so I think improv is just about making connections, um, <clears throat> which is what you do when you come up with a, uh, a an ad pitch or a, a PR pitch and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, uh, improv. If pe people should do more improv, that's <laughs> that's what I've that's what I've learned about improv. And what do you think about long form improv? Because as the Oikers, we do a lot of short form, but we actually do a lot of long form together now as well. And like, I love long form, but I think it's a lot harder to explain to people than short form. I find long form very very hard, but controversially. I like long form a little bit better than short form because you get more time to come up with ideas. Ah. And there's a, um, <clears throat> uh, it's a bit more gentle than short form. <laughs> I know because short forms bang, 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 bang. Um, and I, I think in short form, I think you have to enter with an idea or have some sort of idea when you enter a scene or you start a scene. But with long form, um, you can walk into a scene and both of you have no idea what's going to happen. And then yeah. it just slowly develops. Um, but I find it really hard because you've got to, you've got to have so many things in your brain as you're yeah. doing it. But you're very good at it. You wouldn't think you struggle. I do struggle. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I like about the long form, because I love short form and that's like, that's my wheelhouse. I love it because what I love most about improv is the comedy. I love the laughter. I love to laugh at other people and I love to make people laugh or try to make people laugh. But what I love about the long form is it actually scratches that itch to act that I, I've never lost. So when you're in the scenes and it's not about being funny and it is about finding that relationship and the emotion of the scene and connecting with the character and where's this story going to go and like the incredible adventures that you know, we've been a part of in these short 20 minute sets. I'm like, wow, like that's better than some films I've seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you're so, I, I don't, because I know you're known as the pun man, but obviously I've got to know you um, as well as the hat. <laughs> uh, the hat and the pun man. Um, but I've, getting to know you, I know that, you're more than that and and there's the obvious things about you being a performer and you can hold an audience and you have charisma on stage and all that um but um i think you have a very i don't know whether it's because you're a teacher or something but you have quite a, a dark humor <laughs> beyond the puns and that comes out in your long form and also you, you do great characters oh thanks and, it, and it, it's great <laughs> You know, you come on and do it. I think two stick in the mouth, the Welsh accent and your American um, <laughs> accent. Your yeah, New York. My angry New Yorker. New Yorker yeah. Your angry New Yorker. <laughs> but it, it's it's so, when you, you, you'll end the scene and you'll start doing that. And it's so great because there's so many permutations that can go off and you let the character um, inform what you're going to say um and inform the scene um so i think um yeah long form uh, i think it suits you oh thank you very much well one of the things i really like in long form is the fact that i can come in with an accent and create this character which really helps to drive the story along because all you've done is is just an accent but all of a sudden yeah. that's a backstory to this person oh that person's from this country so that that could mean like this happened in their life and also it it takes it takes it further away from it being me. So that's, that's not Ian. It doesn't sound like Ian, that's someone else. So people are buying into this someone else instead of just Ian playing this role. And I think it's something that I was, I don't think I was taught it per se. It just, that's just instinctively how I thought this should be. Oh, a lot of the time when I go in, I should be a character because it just helps to create the reality beyond it just being me stood there. Yeah, and I like character work because it's it's not you. It's another, you know, it's another barrier between nervous Stu 
I'm not nervous, Stu. I'm this. I'm <laughs> this someone else with a bad accent. Well, you could do a great German accent. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a go-to. I, yeah. I always go posh. I don't because I don't know why. Because it's probably an Englishman thing where you think you know posh people have this. They have this aura of confidence, and I'm sure they you know inside like everyone else they have. Um, imposter syndrome and stuff but you think you know you see posh people and they talk and they're very authoritative and you know they command the room and all that so I find myself going into a to a posh accent as it's a protection I think yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's really that's really quite sad isn't it see I just enjoy because the only place really I've had to, as a playground for all these years is when I'm in the classroom, because I spend all day in the classroom and with the children. And you know, I don't want the classroom to be dull. So I'll often teach in different accents just for the fun of it, just just to make it a bit more interesting. Or I'm very anecdotal when I teach. So I will often sort of go into like a, just like a 15, 20 minute uh, sort of teaching point that, yeah, they actually say you shouldn't just sit there and talk at the children they should just be doing things all the time learning for themselves but i'm just like well literally what's the point of me being there if they're not going to learn from me so i like to teach them through personal stories and all that kind of thing and that often leads into sort of anecdotes which in many ways prepares me for things like stand-up comedy because i'm like oh it's literally what i do because uh, there's actually things i've been writing down for stand-up routines that i'm considering that came about when i was talking to the children and i was like oh that actually worked really well and the children found it entertaining so maybe adults will find it entertaining as well <laughs> um and then for years that it was just something I did in the classroom and then all of a sudden oh here's improv all that stuff I would just do to entertain myself on a daily basis mm-hmm. to stop the day getting monotonous it's like oh all of a sudden that's like a place where it can actually be like welcomed in a respected skill <laughs> yeah and it is it is a skill and it makes it memorable for the kids they don't, you know just firing maths at them and English at them and, and grammar and stuff but if if there's characters behind it and voices and and I always imagine your lessons a bit like Sesame Street. I, I so <laughs> hope they are. Please tell me they're like Sesame Street. A little. <laughs> One of the things the children often comment on in my class is, I've got an answer to everything. Like whatever they say, I will turn it into some kind of joke. And the, to the point where like how sometimes they're like just like how do you do that, and sometimes they're like why do you do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all just to entertain myself and entertain them because um, uh you know school can be school can be pretty dull so i want it to be as fun and as memorable for those children as possible so that when i bump into them when they're adults like i often do now which number one makes you feel very old but then yeah. number two it makes when you bump into past pupils and they're in their 20s or their late teens and they're excited to see you and they come and they they tell you very specific memories from when they were in your class when they were in primary school i'm like oh wow yeah i'm, I'm doing something right if, if if they're happy like and they remember it that well yeah and, and you think back to your own school days and there are you do have and <clears throat> you know your memories are connected to your teachers yeah. and how they spoke to you and the encouragement they gave you and it was it's the extraordinary days and moments that you remember it's not the moments when you're told to write this paragraph out from the from the from the board (laughs) (laughs) or they put a slide on the overhead projector and say do write draw this diagram and then they just uh, mark their books it's (laughs) it's um yeah it's all about it's about making it memorable for them yeah Yeah. Have have you when when you do stand up have you thought about I know you've talked about being a teacher and you have a persona as a teacher and then you have your personal thing. Have you thought about what your persona is going to be for your stand-up? I haven't as such. I gave it a little bit of thought. So as a teacher, right, I, the part of my persona is I, I dress in a certain way. I, if I, let's say I wore a red shirt. That means I would be wearing red socks that day. It means that my tie would go with my outfit and I have a a whole array of belt buckles and, you know, my whole outfit will match. And and people know this about me. Like I've had children like check in on me, right? Can I see your socks today, sir? And (laughs) they're always always amazed that my socks match. And that 
that was simply because I don't like wearing shirts and ties. I hate it with a passion. I never even do the top button up because I don't like that feeling of tightness around my neck. Um, I don't like wearing shoes and I just don't feel comfortable. So I was like, well, if this is how I have to dress, I'm going to do it in a way that I feel comfortable with. And it takes some people some getting used to like, who's this guy? Like he's a professional. Yeah, he's dressed like a clown. Like, <laughs> But it just becomes part of this, this persona. And then all of us, once people get to know me, they're like, oh yeah, he's, he's fine. That's just part of the Mr. Jones persona. So part of me did think, oh, if I was to go into stand-up, maybe that's how I dress. I dress like I do when I am Mr. Jones, but I'm not sure. <laughs> that's a great, that's a, there you go. That's your, um, uh, your stand-up, Mr. Jones. <laughs> I think it's, that's perfect. Mr. Jones and his red socks. <laughs> <laughs> But you, you do, you do. I, that's why I like characters because you can, they're, um, you can hide behind them, and they do inform. Um, Emma's a character. I always think of Emma as Victoria Wood. Um, yeah. She, um, she does a character, and it's 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 amazing. But when she does it, that character informs what she's going to say. Um, and it just powers the scene along. <clears throat> so I'm, you know, I'm really interested in uh, how you develop characters and, you know, how you come into a scene um, with a, you know, uh, a, 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 you pull a slight face or just dip your shoulder or um, come on, come in with a limp, and that informs who you are, your backstory, and um, how you play the scene. Um, so yeah, that fascinates me. The whole thing. Yeah, characters and just the tiniest little things yeah. can really impact a scene. And one of the things going back to long form is you can you can really make a long form set like emotional and like really serious and draw people in by what you don't do just as much as as what you do do because short form is very much you can't be subtle really in short form you have to just be no. out there bang 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 <laughs> but yeah like long form you get to do some proper acting in there and just little subtle things and i think yeah the more i do long form i think like people need to experience both because i think different parts of your brain enjoy short form to long form yeah definitely and I love there's um so with short form, I think people with lots of energy uh tend to to stand out uh, but with long form, I think gentle performers uh are you know fantastic so there's people uh um <clears throat> i think um I don't know whether you know Lawrence um, yeah, I love Lawrence just but he's such. It, everything slows down when he comes onto this to do the scene and he takes his time saying stuff and whatever he comes out with is just a peach um there's julie as well who yeah. um again just there's always a pause before she says something and when she says it it's it's worth the wait um and then uh, i mean there's loads of uh michael is like that as well it, it just everything just seems to calm down when Michael's in the scene um, and he just takes his time and he has such an amazing comedy brain Yeah, and the connections he makes um, and just how his brain works is just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> so it just, um, so we did a, uh, we did the uh, online performance. I think it was just before the Oikers formed, we did an online performance. Yeah. And we play in that uh, on Zoom. We played uh, a game. I think it's um, what's it called? Uh, news News Flash. So oh, two yeah, people yeah. are in the um, studio, and then a news flash comes in, and they and then then it, and it cuts out for people coming in, and they do interviews with people on the scene. And this one, I don't know whether you remember it. Um, I think the part the Pope was opening Aldi. Oh yeah, yeah, it's coming yeah. back to me. And Michael was the Pope and he came in as with a, with a bad Italian accent <laughs> doing the Pope, mm -hmm. but um, he, he made the Pope 
a shoplifter. And it's like, <laughs> it's, um, of course the Pope is a shoplifter. The Pope would never shoplift, but of course he's a shoplifter because he, he's, no one would question him picking up Gillette razors and walking out the shop with them because he's, <laughs> he's the embodiment of God on earth. You know, no one would stop him. So obviously the Pope's a shoplifter. It's that kind of, he, he takes the world and then there's, and what he says fits in that world, but it's just slightly off kilter. Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense, but it makes no sense at all. <laughs> and, he, and he does that all the time. And I think uh, Dave as well. Uh, David's like that. Um, Oika Dave. Yeah. He's very calm. And just on this, he never seems ruffled. Um, and he, his mind goes off in weird directions. Um, um, but he's just such a gentle performer. And you know, playing scenes out with him that are a little longer than the than the short form is is you know, really good fun. I think yeah. what <laughs> makes the Oikas work well is that you know everyone is a little bit different in there. Like, yeah, yeah. There isn't really one of us that sort of does things the same way as as another. No, absolutely. I could go through them like so. Mark is um, uh, Mark's quite whimsical, but very left field so you don't know what's going to come from mark at all yeah. so it's always a surprise when he says anything <laughs> <laughs> and then seki is quite whimsical as well but she has and but she has like you quite a dark sense of humor but also she waits and waits and waits and then just comes in with a killer line or a killer idea and i know you know you're known for your puns but you're not again you have a dark sense of humor and also um, you come up with ideas that just, again, like Michael, they fit in the world, but they, sh they shouldn't <laughs> be in this world. And, and Liz, is, Liz is very unassuming and, and another gentle performer. But so, and it, it, it gets to like a quarter of the way through a scene and it doesn't matter how long or how short the scene is, it gets to a quarter of the way through the scene and she'll say just the killer line, yeah. something, a phrase, or she'll do a callback, or and it's just absolute gold. But you think when she's 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 so unassuming and just on it's just it's fantastic. And Jeff is ideas and ideas and ideas and ideas, and they're they're always um, they're always fantastic, always disruptive. So I think on Friday we did the restaurant um themed restaurant um it's people in a restaurant and the theme was circus um and he uh just walked off into the into the crowd and everyone's going what, what's what's he doing and of course he turns around and starts throwing knives <laughs> at the, but it's such great physical comedy and it works so well because everyone's you know ducking but it's, yeah. it, it's really disruptive but and a great idea yeah, and he comes up with all the time ideas 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 yeah and he's very physical as well even though it's this it's like doing a scene with a skyscraper <laughs> but he's he's so physical and does pratfall he fell down i think the scene um mind the gap one he oh, yeah, fell down yeah. the hole didn't he <laughs> this big six foot man <laughs> pretending to fall down a hole it's it's just great. so we all bring something different to yeah and, and that's why it does work yeah the san as well san is um san is childlike yeah it's yeah super exciting. and then and then it's it's very innocent and very and then she'll just cut through with a an absolute killer line that is just on the edge of um innuendo or inappropriate but she reads the room so well and it just gets a massive laugh well, what was it? We were playing the other day the the press con game where she was she was delivering the press conference and we were the 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 people interviewing her and we were all sort of getting the wrong idea and she had to get more and more agitated. And there was a point where I'd revealed that I was blind and I had an issue about something. I think it was because she, she'd said something about animals and I was saying, well, I can't believe you hate animals. I'm blind. I have, I have a guide dog, blah, 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 blah. And then she said, are you definitely blind? I said, yes. And then she just flicked the V's at me. 
<laughs> and moved on. <laughs> and up until that point, she's just so innocent. Oh, wasn't you know? And then suddenly, she'll cut through it with a great line. Um, and yeah, amazing. <laughs> she's great. <laughs> but so everyone brings and Linda when Linda was um, doing the orchestra, it's such energy and uh, mischievous and 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 not just. Yeah. yeah, everyone brings something fresh. Jenner and generous, well. Jenner, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I, I, she's fantastic. She, when she, when you play a scene with her, she's so open and so accepts what you, what you're saying and what you. It's always yes and with Jenna, and then she always adds something, um, like either a line or something physical or acting out, um, and it just plows the scene on and is funny and. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't performed live with Jenna yet, I don't think. No, I haven't, except online, yeah. So it'd be good to have her. Yeah, in the mix for soon. a live show would be good. Uh, but I think the cool thing about the Oikers as well is, well, I guess any improv troupe, it's, it's just as good. It doesn't matter what connotation there is. If everyone's there or if there's just a handful of us there, you know you're going to have fun and you know if it's a show, it's going to be a good show. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I, because I can't make the next couple of shows, but I know that it's, it'll be really good. Go and watch the Oikers; they are amazing. Um, and yeah, that's probably a good place to finish. So, yeah, do go watch the Oikers, but also go watch Boss Birds and the various guests that come to their show the last Friday of every month. Like we could, we could let's go right through the Boss Birds and tell you, like, so cat is. <laughs> Jen is absolutely amazing. Yeah, we could. I could wax on ages about everyone. <laughs> uh, but I think, I think ultimately, what we're saying is the people that come through Liverpool Comedy Improv are wonderful people and fantastic improvisers. Yeah, absolutely, and they're lovely, lovely people. It's an, a lovely community. Get involved. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Stu. I've really enjoyed this chat and I am sure that everyone that has been asking to have you on the show are going to feel uh, suitably pleased with the outcome. Oh, good. I'm, I'm happy about that. I might go and have a cup of tea and some cake. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> well, thank you so much to Stu. I really, really loved that chat. And I think, as always, one of the things I just love about having these chats, you know, this show is mostly about getting to know the people of the LCI community. And I spoke with Stu uh, outside of this podcast chat because I often talk for quite a long time before and after the actual recorded part of the show, uh, if time permits it. And it sort of came about that Stu had learned a lot from listening to the show. He learned a lot about the people of the LCI community that he improvises with all the time. And one of the things that really sticks out to me is in improv, there often is not a lot of time to get to sort of sit down and chat. I know sometimes if you go into the fly in the loaf, there's an option of sitting down and having a drink with people afterwards. But a lot of the time in improv, you're turning up, you're having the two-hour session together or however long it is and you're having a great time you get to know people a bit the more you do that if you're doing it regularly you get to know people a little bit but then often you know life is busy people have got time to get there to do it and then to go home and there isn't a lot of time to socialize quite so much um if you're lucky enough to be in a troop like we are with the oikers then yeah we, we regularly get together and we have an opportunity to get to know little snippets of each other's lives but when i'm doing this show it's a great opportunity to sit down and just really get to know the people that are your friends. You know, yeah, they are friends. They're people that you're meeting up with regularly and you're having a good time with and you're friends. But I like to think that I get to take my friendship to the next level with people just by having this conversation. And you, the listener, gets to come on that journey with me and you get to know about these people. So you get to go to the next level of friendship because they're revealing all of this stuff to me but they're revealing it to you because they've decided to come on and open up and that's what's great about this show we are bringing the Liverpool comedy improv community together by letting everybody in into our lives and sharing who we are with each other 
to make up sometimes for the fact that you can't take this quality time to sit and talk with people before or after the improv session because life is busy. So hopefully you appreciate that this show is helping bring everyone that little bit closer together by learning things about you. Now, there were certain things in there that Stu referenced and I realised as he's saying it, oh, he knows that about me because I've discussed it on previous episodes. And, you know, I love to talk. Uh, Obviously, I have a whole show that I host, so I get to talk a lot. Uh, But I often forget what I've spoken about and then sometimes people will say things and I'm like, oh yeah, it's because I've spoken about this before in a podcast, that's how they know that. And I just think it's great. And I love, I love doing it, but I love that people like Stu, like it's a part of their life, it's part of their routine. They will put this show on and and have, listen to it and they, they look forward to it and they've got certain things that they might do. I know Jeff Head, for example, he's told me in the past, it's, part of a routine he's got he'll go for a walk in the park and he's got this in his ears as he's walking Stu told us part of his routine uh well I think he did I can't remember if that was part of the actual chat or just a part of the chat that we had afterwards but either way he told me uh, that it's part of his routine and he'll take the dog for a walk and he'll listen to the show and I've, I've heard countless stories of that and it's people that make this show part of their routine and I just love that. I love that we're getting to know each other as a community through this show. And I'm super excited about all of the future guests coming on. And I am just loving every moment of every conversation that I'm able to have with this show. And I hope that you're getting the same buzz that I get from it. So thank you very much to Stu. And also I should point out, I came into this week's conversation with Stu this week's chat literally straight off the back of Liverpool not winning the league Um, so I had this scheduled for 6pm on Sunday on the today's date that I'm recording this it's the 22nd of May, it's the last day of the Premier League season 2022 and it came down to the wire with Liverpool and Man City and I'm a Liverpool fan and for those of you that follow football you'll know that City ended up winning at one point it seemed that all was going to be good and that Steven Gerrard was going to do his old team a favour and Villa were 2-0 up but then in the dramatic circumstances that football can often be City scored three goals in five minutes and it didn't matter if Liverpool won which we did ultimately win but it didn't matter because sadly City had done all they needed and it ended the way it ended and literally like two minutes later I'm turning on to do the uh, interview over Zoom with Stu but it was the best thing that could have happened because it it, it made me completely forget about the, the game and the results and all that and it just made me focus on talking to a really great person and having something to smile about so I really appreciated the timing of the interview so again thank you very much to Stu and you know this this could be you if you are a member of the LCI community you can just get in touch get in touch with me get in touch with Emma or perhaps you're thinking of dipping your toe into improv maybe you're already involved in improv and you want to try out a different improv scene because I know some people listen to this that improvise in in different places around the country well if you're ever in Liverpool and you want to see what it's like to get involved in the Liverpool comedy improv community then just head over to www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live Comedy Improv this show has a Facebook page as well so if you're interested in finding out all things Liverpool Comedy Improv cast just seek us out on Facebook and then you'll find out all you need to know about every new episode that's coming out we give trailers the Thursday before the Monday and then every other Monday now we bring out a new episode and if you are a member of the LCI community and you'd like to be a guest on the show like I've already said get in touch with me or get in touch with Emma Bird and we will make the arrangements as soon as possible if you're listening on Apple or Spotify then please give us a review a five-star review subscribe share spread the word do whatever you can anything like that really helps to 
um, spread the word about the show and it helps to uh, give us a boost helps us to get our name out there and I really appreciate anything like that that you can do for us if you're interested in following me on social media then you can follow me on Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube just for search for at Ian Luke Jones and you'll find all things me on there I always point people in the direction of my YouTube channel uh, there's all sorts of stuff on there and I would really love it if you could check it out and you know maybe subscribe and maybe share some of my videos or just enjoy watching some of the videos there's all sorts of stuff on there hopefully there's uh, something to tickle everybody's taste buds who knows the only way you'll know is if you go and check it out well thank you very much for listening that brings us to the end of this show I very much look forward to bringing you another episode in a couple of weeks but before I go here are some words that are wise 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 always remember Whatever the situation, to treat life like improv, and yes, and. <laughs>